Welcome to Bible in a Year with Bill. In this podcast, the goal is to make our way through the whole Bible in a year. Each day we'll be reading from either an Old Testament or a New Testament book, as well as a chapter or two from a more contemplative book, such as Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, or a few others. This year I've decided to read from the Message Paraphrase by Eugene Peterson. This paraphrase is an excellent, easy-to-understand writing that will help to introduce new readers to biblical stories and concepts. It also helps more advanced readers to discover Mr. Peterson's take on the scriptures. Either way, it's a fun paraphrase, and I hope you will enjoy it with me. Let's go. Good day to you all, and welcome to March 12th. My name is Bill, and here we are. We're continuing on our journey through the message. Today, we're going to be reading from Numbers chapter 22 to 24, and then we're going to finish off today's reading with Psalm 34. I apologize for this one being a little bit behind. I am working a number of night shifts right now, and so I'm finding it difficult to squeeze in the time to do this. Um, So I'm soliciting your prayers that uh, the Lord would give me better organizational skills so that I can prioritize my time and get this done, because to me, this is a huge priority. And you know what? I have a feeling there's someone out there who is getting quite a bit out of this as well. So I need your prayers because I am going to continue with this. And I just, you know what, I've got my radio on now. I'm on my lunch break at work. And I'm hoping that I can get through this without too many interruptions. So today, like I said, numbers 22. Let's get right into it. The people of Israel marched on and camped on the plains of Moab at Jordan Jericho. Balak, son of Zippor, learned of all that Israel had done to the Amorites. The people of Moab were in a total panic because of Israel. There were so many of them. They were terrorized. Moab spoke to the leaders of Midian. Look, this mob is going to clean us out. A bunch of crows picking a carcass clean. Balak, son of Zippor, who was king of Moab at that time, sent emissaries to get Balaam, son of Beor, who lived at Pethor on the banks of the Euphrates River, his homeland. Balak's emissary said, Look, a people has come up out of Egypt, and they're all over the place, and they're pressing hard on me. Come and curse them for me. They're too much for me. Maybe then I can beat them, will attack and drive them out of the country. You have a reputation. Those you bless, stay blessed. Those you curse, stay cursed. The leaders of Moab and Midian were soon on their way, with the fee for the cursing tucked safely in their wallets. When they got to Balaam, they gave him Balak's message. Stay here for the night, Balaam said. In the morning, I'll deliver the answer that God gives me. The Moabite nobles stayed with him. Then God came to Balaam. He asked, So who are these men here with you? Balaam answered, Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, sent them with a message. Look, the people that came up out of Egypt are all over the place. Come and curse them for me. Maybe then I'll be able to attack and drive them out of the country. God said to Balaam, Don't go with them, and don't curse the others. They are a blessed people. The next morning, Balaam got up and told Balak's nobles, Go back home. God refuses to give me permission to go with you. So the Moabite nobles left, came back to Balak and said, Balaam wouldn't come with us. Balak sent another group of nobles, higher ranking and more distinguished. They came to Balaam and said, 
Balak, son of Zippor, says, Please don't refuse to come to me. I will honor and reward you lavishly. Anything you tell me to do, I'll do. I'll pay anything. Only come and curse this people. Balaam answered Balak's servants, Even if Balak gave me his house stuffed with silver and gold, I wouldn't be able to defy the orders of my God to do anything, whether big or little. But come along and stay with me tonight as the others did. I'll see what God will say to me this time. God came to Balaam that night and said, Since these men have come all this way to see you, go ahead and go with them, but make sure you do absolutely nothing other than what I tell you. Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went off with the noblemen from Moab. As he was going, though, God's anger flared. The angel of God stood in the road to block his way. Balaam was riding his donkey, accompanied by his two servants. When the donkey saw the angel blocking the road and brandishing a sword, she veered off the road into a ditch. Balaam beat the donkey and got her back on the road. But as they were going through a vineyard with a fence on either side, the donkey again saw God's angel blocking the way and veered into the fence, crushing Balaam's foot against the fence. Balaam hit her again. God's angel blocked the way yet again, a very narrow passage this time. There was no getting through on the right or left. Seeing the angel, Balaam's donkey sat down under him. Balaam lost his temper. He beat the donkey with his stick. Then God gave speech to the donkey. She said to Balaam, What have I ever done to you that you have beat me these three times? Balaam said, Because you've been playing games with me. If I had a sword, I would have killed you by now. The donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your trusty donkey on whom you've ridden for years right up until now? Have I ever done anything like this to you before? Have I? He said, No. Then God helped Balaam see what was going on. He saw God's angel blocking the way, brandishing a sword. Balaam fell to the ground, his face in the dirt. God's angel said to him, Why have you beaten your poor donkey these three times? I have come here to block your way because you're getting way ahead of yourself. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If she hadn't, I would have killed you by this time, but not the donkey. I would have let her off. Balaam said to God's angel, I have sinned. I had no idea you were standing in the road blocking my way. If you don't like what I'm doing, I'll head back. But God's angel said to Balaam, Go ahead and go with them, but only say what I tell you to say. Absolutely no other word. And so Balaam continued to go with Balak's nobles. When Balak heard that Balaam was coming, he went out to meet him in the Moabite town that was on the banks of the Ar Arnon, right on the boundary of his land. Balak said to Balaam, Didn't I send an ur urgent message for help? Why didn't you come when I called? Don't you think I can't pay you enough? Balaam said to Balak, Well, I'm here now, but I can't tell you just anything. I can speak only words that God gives me, no others. Balaam then accompanied Balak to Kiriath-Huzoth, which means street town. Balak slaughtered cattle and sheep for sacrifices and presented them to Balaam and the nobles who were with him. At daybreak, Balak took Balaam up to Bamath Baal, Bamath Baal, which means the heights of Baal so that he could get a good view of some of the people. Numbers chapter 23 
Balaam said, Build me seven altars here, and then prepare seven bulls and seven rams. Balak did it. Then Balaam and Balak sacrificed a bull and a ram on each of the altars. Balaam instructed Balak, Stand watch here beside your whole burnt offering while I go off by myself. Maybe God will come and meet with me. Whatever he shows or tells me, I'll report to you. Then he went off by himself. God did be meet with Balaam. Balaam said, I've set up seven altars and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Then God gave Balaam a message. Return to Balak and give him this message. He went back and found him stationed beside his whole burnt offering and with him all the nobles of Moab. Then, then Balaam spoke his message oracle. Balak led me here from Aram the king of Moab, all the way from the eastern mountains. Go, curse Jacob for me. Go, damn Israel. How can I curse whom God has not cursed? How can I damn whom God has not damned? From rock pinnacles I see them. From hilltops I survey them. Look, a people camping off by themselves, thinking themselves outsiders among nations. But who could ever count the dust of Jacob or take a census of cloud of dust Israel? I want to die like these right-living people. I want an end just like theirs. Balak said to Balaam, What's this? I brought you here to curse my enemies, and all you've done is bless them. Balaam answered, Don't I have to be careful to say what God gives me to say? Balak said to him, Go with me to another place from which you can only see the outskirts of their camp. You won't be able to see the whole camp. From there, curse them for my sake. So he took him to Watchman's Meadow at the top of Pisgah. He built seven altars there and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Balaam said to Balak, Take up your station here beside your whole burnt offering while I meet with him over there. God met with Balaam and gave him a message. He said, Return to Balak and give him the message. Balaam returned and found him stationed beside his whole burnt offering and the nobles of Moab with him. Balak said to him, What did God say? Then Balaam spoke his message oracle. On your feet, Balak, listen. Listen carefully, son of Zippor. God is not man, one given to lies, and not a son of man changing his mind. Does he speak and not do what he says? Does he promise and not come through? I was brought here to bless, and now he's blessed. How can I change that? He has no bone to pick with Jacob. He sees nothing wrong with Israel. God is with them, and they're with him, shouting praises to their king. God brought them out of Egypt, rampaging like a wild ox. No magic spells can bind Jacob. No incantations can hold back Israel. People will look at Jacob and Israel and say, What a great thing has God done! Look, a people rising to its feet, stretching like a lion, a king of the beasts, aroused, unsleeping, unresting until its hunt is over, and it's eaten its and drunk its fill. Balak said to Balaam, Well, if you can't curse them, at least don't bless them. Balaam replied to Balak, Didn't I tell you earlier, all God speaks and only what he speaks, I speak? Balak said to Balaam, Please, let me take you to another place. Maybe we can find the right place in God's eyes where you'll be able to curse them for me. So Balak took Balaam to the top of Peor with a vista over the Jeshimon, which means wasteland. Balaam said to Balak, Build seven altars for me here and prepare seven bulls and seven rams for sacrifice. Balak did it and presented an offering of a bull and a ram on each of the altars.
Numbers, chapter 24. By now Balaam realized that God wanted to bless Israel, so he didn't work in any sorcery as he had done earlier. He turned and looked out over the wilderness. As Balaam looked, he saw Israel camped tribe by tribe. The Spirit of God came on him, and he spoke his oracle message. Decree of Balaam, son of Beor. Yes, decree of a man with twenty-twenty vision. Decree of a man who hears God speak, who sees what the strong God shows him, who falls on his face in worship, who sees what's really going on. What beautiful tents, Jacob! Oh, your homes, Israel! Like valleys stretching out in the distance, like gardens planted by rivers, like sweet herbs planted by the gardener God, like red cedars by pools and springs, their buckets will brim with water, their seed will spread life everywhere. Their king will tower over Agag and his ilk, their kingdom surpassingly majestic. God brought them out of Egypt, rampaging like a wild ox, gulping enemies like morsels of meat, crushing their bones, snapping their arrows. Israel crouches like a lion and naps. King of the beasts, who dares disturb him? Whoever blesses you is blessed. Whoever curses you is cursed. Balak lost his temper with Balaam. He shook his fist. He said to Balaam, I got you in here to curse my enemies, and what have you done? Bless them. Bless them three times. Get out of here. Go home. I told you I would pay you well, but you're getting nothing. You can blame God. Balaam said to Balak, Didn't I tell you up front when you sent your emissaries? Even if Balak gave me his palace stuffed with silver and gold, I couldn't do anything on my own, whether good or bad. That went, against God, that went against God's command. I'm leaving for home and my people, but I warn you of what this people will do to your people in the days to come. Then he spoke his oracle message. Decree of Balaam son of Beor. Decree of the man with 2020 vision. Decree of the man who hears godly speech, who knows what's going on with the high God, who sees that what the strong God reveals, who bows in worship and sees what's real. I see him, but not right now. I perceive him, but not right here. A star rises from Jacob, a scepter from Israel, crushing the heads of Moab, the skulls of all the noisy windbags. I see Edom sold off at auction, enemy seer marked down at the flea flea market while Israel walks off with the trophies. A ruler is coming from Jacob who will destroy what's left in the city. Then Balaam spotted Amalek and delivered an oracle message. He said, Amalek, you're in first place among nations right now, but you're going to come in last, ruined. He saw the Kenites and delivered his oracle message to them. Your home is in a nice secure place, like a nest high on the face of a cliff. Still, you Kenites will look stupid when... When Asher takes you prisoner, Balaam spoke his final oracle message. Doom! Who stands a chance when God starts in? Sea peoples, raiders from across the sea will harass Asher and Eber. But they'll also come to nothing, just like all the rest. Balaam got up and went home. Balak also went on his way. Psalm 34 this is a David psalm when he outwitted Abimelech and got away. I bless God every chance I get. My lungs expand with his praise. I live and breathe God. If things aren't going well, hear this and be happy. Join me in spreading the news. Together, let's get the word out. 
God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. Look at him. Give him your warmest smile. Never hide your feelings from him. When I was desperate, I called out, and God got me out of a tight spot. God's angel sets up a circle of protection around us while we pray. Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Worship God if you want the best. Worship opens doors to all his goodness. Young lions on the prowl get hungry, but God-seekers are full of God. Come, children, listen closely. I'll give you a lesson in God-worship. Who out there has a lust for life? Can't wait each day to come upon beauty. Guard your tongue from profanity, and no more lying through your teeth. Turn your back on sin. Do something good. Embrace peace. Don't let it get away. God keeps an eye on his friends. His ears pick up every moan and groan. God won't put up with rebels. He'll cull them from the pack. Is anyone crying for help? God is listening, ready to rescue you. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. Disciples so often get into trouble. Still, God is there every time. He's your bodyguard, shielding every bone. Not even a finger gets broken. The wicked commit slow suicide. They waste their lives hating the good. God pays for each slave's freedom. No one who runs to him loses out. And so to the God who helps us catch our breath. Yes, I like that. I pray that you will bless this reading today.